Welcome to Positive Rate, an Allied Pilots Association podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Sander Mertz, the Deputy Chair of the Communications Committee. Welcome to the first episode of the Allied Pilots Association's new podcast, Positive Rate. I'm here with Tammy McBride, who is also on the Communications Committee. Tammy, you've done a lot of work to get this podcast going. Uh, Tell us about it. Yeah, thanks, Sander. We will be doing these regularly so you can stay informed about what's going on at APA. In future episodes, you'll probably notice a little bit different format. We plan on having a few recurring segments like a short contract compliance Q&A, a negotiations update, and a highlighted sound off each week. The last few weeks at APA have been very busy, as you all know. We wanted to get this episode out as soon as possible. We didn't include those items this time, but look for them in the future episodes. Thanks so much, Tammy. Uh, just as a, a little update for everybody on what's been going on at APA, on December 6th and 7th, as many of you know, uh, the negotiating committee met with the board of directors, the national officers, and a number of other committee chairs and uh, subject matter experts in a caucus to prepare for negotiations. A one-day board of directors meeting followed on December 8th, so the board of directors could deliberate strategy and procedurally task the negotiating committee. We've invited APA president, Captain Ed Sitcher, to join us on today's episode. Our interview with Captain Sitcher was recorded on December 13th. Let's listen to what he has to say. Uh, Captain Sitcher, thanks uh, for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate you coming and, uh, and doing the podcast with us. You know, last week uh, was a big week for APA. The national officers, the board of directors, and many committee chairs and members were down in Dallas for a few days to attend the negotiating caucus. Uh, Tell us what was accomplished and how you see things moving forward from, from the caucus. Hey, hey, thanks, Sanders. I appreciate the uh, the invite. I'm in Washington this week, so I'm hoping there's not going to be too much noise in the background. But uh, we're we're here with the negotiating team. Actually, they're not here on business with me. They're they're caucusing also. I'll talk a little about Dallas last week. Um, look, we're negotiating in a fluid environment. I mean, things change. Where we might have been two years ago during COVID is not where we're at right now. We've got a new team. It's important they have a proper perspective on where we're at at this process. We're, we're uh, our adversaries on the other side of the table, if you want to call them that, have been, and uh, where we're going. The, the bigger objective of last week was to get these guys formed into a team. You know, we, we've got to spin them up. Uh, it allows us to brief things like lessons learned from previous negotiators or previous presidents of the association. And then, uh, you know, finally, uh, we wanted to have them, you know, we're, we, we need a triad, Sander, uh, which is the president, the board, and the negotiating committee. And they need to be locked together with a common strategy, common purpose, and, and understanding where each of these uh, different groups are based. The president's going to work the comm. The board is going to go ahead and set the position at the table. And then the negotiating committee's got to have the latitude to actually execute the plan. This negotiating committee can't keep going back to the board and saying, now what, now what, now what? They've got to have the ability to maneuver and and have some flexibility in what they present at the table. Out of the six, seven, eight years I've been doing this union stuff, I have never seen a more unified board and negotiating committee. I mean, it is a huge change from where we were at just a few months ago. 
And uh, I think as, a, as an organization, we've never been in better straits. It's not solely by virtue of where we're at in the environment of negotiating, but where we're at within our own team, within our negotiating team, within our board, and, and with our national officers. I think that's really great to hear about the unity part. I think that that definitely speaks to uh, some potentially successful op- options going forward for us. Um, one of the other things that's, that happened sort of simultaneously with the, the board meeting and the, uh, and the time since then is some of the, the recent AIPs and TAs that have been reached at Alaska, Delta, and Spirit. How do you see those uh, AIPs and TAs impacting our negotiations going forward? And, you know, it speaks for itself, Sander. We are in an incredibly different environment than we were just a few months ago. Um, this is what was happening behind closed doors. I knew Delta was close, although I couldn't really say that in public. And uh, close enough that once our negotiating committee got rid of the SNAP, the SNAP-up cap, and we got rid of that by rejecting that TA, it freed up Delta to go ahead and negotiate with their pilots. Because it was the week after we rejected that, that Delta came to the table and actually started to motivate. uh, They were motivated towards negotiations over there. And and they didn't want to have to go ahead and ink a deal that put them five, six, eight percent higher than American Airlines was going to have for their labor if we would have accepted the previous TA. So uh, pattern of bargaining, it's alive and well. And uh, all I can say is we continue to go forward and our our brother and sister unions will go ahead and make progress depending on the strengths and weaknesses of their airlines. Their particular management teams may be more averse in some ways and more aggressive in others. So we'll take advantage of that because at the end of the day, in my opinion, Sander, we cannot, we must not let this management team put a faulty business plan in place based on the cost of the pilots, right? They, they would be running a faulty business plan on our backs. We can't do it. Um, it's important that Robert Isom and, and his team up there realize that a viable business plan starts with your essential pieces. And, and you know, the price of your pilots is an essential piece. It, it's, a, you know, look at it as a commodity. What does it cost to employ us as frontline legacy airline pilots? So you started off with the price of those pilots. How much is the cost for my planes? How much is the cost for my pilots? That's where you start your business plan off. You don't wait until the end because, uh, and then say, hey, we've got enough money to only pay you this. Really? Well, I've got news for you. Time for a new business plan because that ain't going to work. So um, these, these other agreements that have been inked are going to raise prices commensurately across the board as long as each of the different labor groups insists that there is a baseline for pilot wages, benefits, and work rules. And, and if, we, if we hold the line on that, it won't be uh, allowing one management team to operate at a discount based on the backs of their pilots. So that, that's where we're at. I think that's the importance of these agreements. Absolutely. I think one of the things that is uh, a huge piece that, that really speaks to pilots is that, you know, we've got careers at this airline. It feels like management oftentimes thinks of their position more as a job than a career. You know, there's absolutely CEOs that'll stick around an airline for 30 years or more while all the pilots will anticipate being here probably that long or even longer for some. So yep. I think there's, there's definitely, you know, I, I think we're, we're looking at this at the right, uh, from the right perspective. 
Yep, and they come and go. Well, how many have we seen? Crandall, Cardi, Arpy. I mean, the list goes on. Horton came back from uh, AT&T with the objective to go ahead and guide us through a bankruptcy. That didn't work. Then we had Parker. You know, now, now we're on ice. And hey, this is all in my career, right? I mean, holy mackerel, these guys are coming and going. We are the constancy in this, in this business, in this, at least at, at this airline. And so we have not only a vested interest, but I would argue we have an even greater interest in the long-term survival of this airline. I'm not going to try to run their business plan for them, but if it's faulty, I'm not going to give them a free pass either. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad that we're, uh, we're, we've got the uh, potential to make some gains here and uh, looking forward to hearing more uh, from you and from uh, Captain Owens and many others here on the podcast uh, to get that information to the pilots so that they understand what's going on at APA and how we're uh, accomplishing our goals. Well, I think we're at a little pause point in the negotiations right now. It, it couldn't be uh, better timed if we had to put it that way. And, and I'll tell you why. We don't have the Delta language and contract form yet, right? We've, we've got the uh, agreement in principle. And a lot of times the contract language isn't in print. So we can read it and, and we could interpret it. So it's a good time to, if we had to change negotiating teams, to go ahead and spin up our new team. Because there's going to be a pause. I, I can guarantee you our CEO, he's going to want to see exactly what Delta gets before he even considers going back to the table with us and giving some direction to, to his negotiating committee, his team. So this is a good time uh, for our team to go ahead and circle the wagons, figure out where we're at, what our priorities are, where the board is at, how the president's going to comment out. And then we could come back once, once that, that language is out there and we have a new base, you know, we got, we've got a, a new baseline to negotiate off of. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening and being engaged. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to Positive Rate, an Allied Pilots Association podcast.